0: Okay, listener, if you are applying for IRA, we want you to be as prepared as possible. In this bonus episode, we're talking with a real IRA agent about distance, direction, and description. A big component of the IRA application process includes knowing your way around Google Maps. So we have combed the internet to find the best google maps youtube tutorials we can find we are not going to discuss those in this episode but they are absolutely going to be a part of the show notes so be aware and keep your eye out for those hey vert force it's kimber hill coming at you here with my friend melissa nunley who's currently stationed in korea and she's been with Ira as an agent for two years, so she's here to help us break through some of the the tips we need to hear as applicants. If you're considering applying, so first of all, I know it's late there, Melissa. Thank you so much
1: for joining me. <laughs> no problem. Coming no on.
0: So last night we did a, a live about Ira, and you were commenting saying, "I'm here to help if you guys need any support." And I didn't realize you were in a different country. So it must have been pretty early at that point for you.
1: Yes, I think it was maybe maybe 8.30, 9 a.m., something around then.
0: Got it. Well, thank you so much for participating and volunteering to help. Uh, I know that it's late there. So this is going to be a pretty short conversation. What we wanted to do is have Melissa... Take us through some strategies for verbally communicating with an explorer as an agent since she has plenty of experience doing this and does it on a daily basis. So in particular, when you're applying for Ira, you have to pass an aptitude test. And part of that aptitude test is having you do a trial run of describing a scenario and a scene to an explorer. So this is something that we want you to have practice on before you get to that aptitude test and why we are bringing Melissa with us today. So Melissa, what would you say are some important things to remember?
1: So every explorer, of course, is going to have a different level of vision. Some are going to be completely blind. Some are going to have some level of light perception. Some are going to be low vision and to some level can can navigate without assistance tools like a cane or a guide dog or things like that. So of course, you're going to want to tailor to the specific explorer and their specific requests in terms of how much information they would like to have. But As far as a starting point to come from, um, if an explorer is navigating, the most important components of any bit of information you're going to want to give them is distance, direction, and description. So you are going to want to start out with how far away the obstruction or the turn is going to be, um, followed by where that obstruction might be located, followed by the description of the obstruction. So say an explorer is walking down the street, There is a trash can that is going to be impeding their path ahead of them. You want to start out with something along the lines of in 20 feet there on your right, there is going to be a trash can. That way they are getting the information that they are looking for in the order that is going to be most effective to allow them to direct around that obstruction.
0: I think that's so important that you mentioned those three things, distance, direction, then description. So are you saying that it should come in that order? That's correct. Okay. Because what's the first thing you're sort of mentally processing? How near am I to my surroundings? And how do I, which is distance, and how do I navigate around them, which is direction? And then sort of the description comes third.
1: Absolutely. And if you're talking about a short time frame that you might be dealing with, say an obstruction has appeared suddenly that was not there prior, the distance is always going to be the most time-sensitive component. So you want to make sure that they understand that something is five feet in front of them versus 50 feet in front of them. That makes a huge difference in terms of how quickly they need to react.
0: Oh, it does. Absolutely. And... and that can be incredibly important if you can't actually see what's there. And to have someone who is your advocate on the phone with you, helping you with that is important. So, again, this is an impromptu conversation we're having about IRA and we're having about doing that job effectively and being a quality applicant. So, let's think of a scenario. Um, uh, what's a common one that you get a lot as an agent and would you mind kind of verbally walking us through it, whether it's, Hey, I'm navigating the post office or, um, I'm walking down the street.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Um, so obviously you can get explorers in any corner of the globe doing anything at any given yeah. moment in time. So to say that there is a, a most common or a most usual situation would be a total misnomer for Ira. Oh, really? um, one wow. of the things that's super interesting about the job is that every single call is always going to be different, and that's it requires okay. a lot of adaptability. But it also keeps things really interesting. Um, but if you wanted to create a an example scenario that that frequently an agent's going to encounter, you can have an explorer taking a walk from one location to another, utilizing sidewalks, perhaps having to cross over parking lots, driveways, things in that process. Um, so once again, you're always going to want to keep yourself in the order I just described in terms of how you're giving your information. So you're going to be providing them information about obstructions, but you're also going to be giving them information about directions because perhaps this is a place they've never been before or it's a place they go frequently. but. They need a little bit of assistance in terms of what they would like to do, when they would like to turn, things like that. So you always want to make sure that you're giving the explorer enough time before you give them a direction. You're not saying, hey, turn left now. You always want to make sure you're preparing them for the situation ahead of time, preferably considerably ahead of time, um, rather than, than being right on top of something. So if they have to make a left turn at the end of the block, at least... A quarter, three quarters of the way, but preferably halfway down the block. You want to start giving them those directions, looking ahead and seeing what they might be needing in terms of crosswalks or blended curbs or whether there are going to be pedestrian signals, truncated domes, things like that that are going to be available for them to utilize. So you'll start by telling them how far before they need to do what they need to do and then the details of what that might be depending upon the situations.
0: How do you anticipate what it is that they need to do? Do they tell you or are you often making assumptions?
1: Uh, So you, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B in the sense that an explorer might all open up and tell you exactly what they need right from the beginning. Um, If that's the case, great. You know, they call in, they only want one simple thing that certainly makes things a lot easier. Um, But Otherwise, you would default to some of the preferences that would be set previously prior to them calling in in their IRA profiles. Um, and you would utilize that to let you know just how much detail you'd like to give. Always with navigational situations, of course, you want to make sure that you're giving the turn-by-turn directions, um, descriptions of intersections and the size of the intersection so that they'll know what kind of spaces they're going to be traveling over, as well as it asks things like pedestrian signals and the other things I was mentioning there. Um, Some explorers like to know where bus stops are located or subway stations are located or things like that. So it would all be down to their particular level of description.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And I assume that the same applies for being in a new building that they've never been in before.
1: Absolutely. Um, Internal travel is definitely different than external travel. Of course, you're not worrying about things like subway stations or bus stops. They're usually a different kind of obstructions you know it's not likely that a, a dog's going to run in their path for example <laughs> or on a skateboard whereas yeah. you know looking more for things like room numbers stairwells um signage on the wall that might indicate what directions you might need to be taking indicators that there might be elevators nearby um all of those things are really useful for for internal travel
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would want your fellow military spouse community to know about um, about working with IRA that we should share?
1: Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned in the live earlier today that it is important to be tech savvy in order to be an IRA agent. That is definitely true. Um, there's a certain level of tech understanding and tech comfort that that is necessary to be a successful agent. But I would definitely say at the end of the day, Ira offers a lot of training, a lot of support, a lot of what you need will come from the training team. What they can't teach is for you to be engaged and passionate and committed to the mission. So if these are things that speak out to you, if the mission for the company really speaks out to you and you think that you're somebody that would really enjoy being a part of the Ira team and giving 110% to the explorers, all day, every day. That's what we can't teach, for sure. So I definitely would encourage people to to reach out. if If it sounds like it's great for them, definitely give the aptitude test and the application a shot and see where it goes from there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. This means so much to us that you would come on and give a little bit of guidance and a little bit of mentorship to anyone considering applying. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Alright, oh, I hope you have a wonderful evening. And if anyone has questions for Melissa, she has said to PM her. And um Ooh. everybody have a wonderful day. Alright, Vert Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right.